0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody.
1: I'm your co-host, Holly. How have you been, Holly? Well, I'm in the middle of planning a birthday party for my son who's turning eight, and um, pandemic birthday party planning is really exhausting. Oh my
0: goodness, I think pandemic planning anything is exhausting. like Too many extra
1: steps. So what are you having to to figure out different well so my in-laws are um both in their late 70s and we they want to see him for his birthday and we want to see them but you know we we can't congregate inside their house Mm -hmm. fortunately they have a screened in porch and we're going to have the party out there and my sister-in-law who is the guardian of her parents health I had a plan with her to make sure everything was acceptable. Yes. And so we're going to just make sure we have that six feet of distance. We're going to have cupcakes so there's no blowing on any, <laughs> no blowing candles out okay. on any <laughs> So that's birthday party number one. It's a small family birthday party. Okay. Then birthday party number two is for friends. Oh, and and yeah. Can't just do one. Well, you gotta no. Separate. Right. And so the friend party is going to be outside in our backyard and it's going to be a water party. So I bought a, um, a splash pad that you hook up to oh. your hose and it sprinkles. Uh-huh. And we have a game where the kids, um, they'll put a, like a water balloon. And they shoot this ball towards each other until somebody gets wet and squirt guns. So, you know, everything I've read is water and open air is really safe. So, uh, and I had to buy a canopy because we don't have a lot of shade in our backyard. Um, oh, man. But, you know, it's cheaper than some of the parties we've done at like facilities. So mm-hmm. I think, okay, I was pretty creative. But again, I had, since we were only having a really small guest list. Um, It was real important that everybody could come. So then I had to coordinate with um, three other families and schedules with kids who are from divorced families. And when does your kid, when's your kid with you? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I've got it all planned out. We've got the dates set. And then once we make it happen, I'll just lie down in a heap, I think. What about you? What have you been up to?
0: Well, the weather changed for us. Oh, yes. So, and I'm thinking about your party. You're hoping for a return of warmer it, temperatures. It does look like it'll be mm-hmm. in the
1: upper 80s by then.
0: So, right. But kids don't care either. No, kids don't care. Yeah. But it could we be adults raining, do. Be out yeah. There. Well, if it's a water party and you're raining, unless as long as there's no thunder, you're fine. Well, right. No, if there's any lightning and
1: thunder, then um, that's a whole other issue.
0: So another issue. But for us, the weather change meant we could get some things done outside, and then it always. It feels a little bit like fall, so a little bit of fall decorating. and. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm going to hold off until the first day of fall. Because I leave them all up until Thanksgiving. I don't want to see... Not that
0: Not long? Not for that long. Well, no. you also have a birthday party. Right. Between. We have
1: a birthday party.
0: Yeah. So, but we... You know, that's going on. And on the other hand, I feel like I'm just doing planning and teaching and planning. How's and your teaching going? Teaching, and it's going really well. There's a little bit of a learning curve because there's some new technology, which is good. Oh, yeah. But a learning curve. But I just feel like it reminds me of when I first began homeschooling decades ago. All the planning and trying to wrap my head around how I was going to do this mm-hmm. and how is it going to fit all this in. And I felt like all I ever did was teach and plan and teach and plan. And when was I going to actually live? So (laughs) I'm having a little bit of that right now because there's just a lot of planning. Oh, sure enough. Different classes.
1: But um, I think a lot of people are in that, that mode right now.
0: I think so. And I think that we could go ahead and talk about homeschool survival. I've seen a lot of people on social media and just people talking to me about Trying to figure out how are right. they going to do this thing? They're, they're a few weeks in. Mm-hmm. Some just started this week. Right, right. Some people were Some waiting. Some haven't
1: started yet, so. But everybody in all different all different. Stages. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I know that last week or the last episode, so a couple weeks back, we were talking about how people were just getting their curriculum because they right. they were waiting to see what the schools were doing and then deciding to withdraw their kids, so. Some people have been homeschooling a few weeks. Some people are just about to start. Um, So, yeah, uh, we are in our third week. We're finishing up our third week of school. How's that going? Well, um, you know, I've been homeschooling now 27 years. And some things I'm I'm like, oh, yeah, I expected that. But every year is different. And even if you're an experienced homeschooler, Especially if you had a break in the summer which we did mm-hmm. then you have to pull back into a different lifestyle, right? Right Reentry. We Re- always call re-entry. that reentry.
0: Exactly. Get your routines going again. right. But even if even if you had a routine that was beautiful and wonderful and everything always worked out, when you start again, things
1: have changed. Well yeah, your, your kids your are kids are older. Several months older and a lot of development happens in kids in the summer. Oh, my goodness. For one thing, you can see the growth. Oh, indeed. My son needs new pants. Yes. <laughs> every <laughs> I can see fall, his ankles. <laughs> everybody's got high waters.
0: Yeah, every, that's for sure. Every fall. But So what kind of things threw you for a loop? Or has anything just, what kinds of things are making you rethink your plan?
1: Well, you know, I work from home.
0: And so during uh-huh. the
1: summer, I was able to get more work done during the day. Now, that part of the day where I was using to do some work, Uh, We're doing school, so I'm having to tighten up everything. You know, I have to be more intentional about what time do we have dinner and then getting my son to bed on time so that after he's asleep, I can head into my office and get some work done. So, um, you know, and I think a lot of people when they start homeschooling, they don't realize that they just took on a new full time job. Exactly. They were like, oh, you know, I'm just we're just going to homeschool. And I've been I've been especially if you've been a stay at home parent. I'm already home. You're already (laughs) home. But you just don't realize you just took on a new full time job. And then you still have all the other parts of your life. You know, people still need to eat. Sometimes you got to go to the doctor. You might have um, we have a social group, though. So we get together with some folks once a month to do some outdoor stuff. So you have To put all these pieces of this puzzle together. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're not sure. Like you put it together, but there's still another piece you got to fit in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, and and I would encourage everybody just to figure out a schedule, not a rigid blow a whistle, you know, check, but a general schedule. So for us, the morning is used for um, household tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take care of the dog, put away the dishes, all those things. And then we start school, which usually means we're starting school around 11 from our family. Everybody's family is different, but I work well, late. so at night. I don't get up early. And then we school maybe from 11 till 2, but we've got breaks in between there. We're not mm-hmm. schooling solid. You know, we're eating, we're taking a break, maybe to go outside and run out some energy. Um, and then... When we finish up, I get in my office to do some work, and my son gets to have some TV time. But in the middle of all that, you know, we've got checkbook. He's got mm-hmm. check a checklist that he's got to handle, so that we're making sure responsibilities are done and certain things are met at certain times. And so I think that's key. What did you do? When you, did you have a certain routine for your homeschool? We did, and it
0: was very similar to that. And so, you know, like I tell people all the time, you were busy before you added homeschooling and became, you know, before you were intentionally a learning lifestyle. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you have to find those little pockets of the day that you can squeeze in these new things or figure out the things where you can be doing two things
1: at once. That is so key. And that's what I've been seeing on my list is mom saying, oh my goodness, I'm three days in. I think, (laughs) I don't know if I made a good decision. How am I getting this done? How do I do school with my six-year-old and I've got an infant? And, yeah, so it takes some out-of-the-box thinking.
0: Just have to read. Well, you know, we do, in a lot of ways, we we get that. Like nobody stands there and watches the washing machine do it. Well, I hope not. (laughs) I hope nobody is watching the washing machine. You know there are things you can get going and go ahead and do something else and then come back to that. And so you just have to find the things in your home school it can work the same way, and one of the things that my kids always had was a journal that they knew to get started writing in their journal. It had a lot- there were a lot of reasons they did that, partly to practice writing, mm-hmm. and I could see where they we're incorporating the learning. Did they capitalize things? Did they oh, okay. use punctuation? I okay. mean, I used it for a lot of things. But sure. one of its purposes was to keep them occupied in a productive activity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a little amount of time where I could be getting something else done. Right. So that was
1: something. And then. Yes, kids left to their own devices during. Um, oh, okay. they're so creative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a generous term <laughs> or, or destructive. as some, uh, yeah. some folks have been describing things their kids have gotten into. But yeah, that that makes sense. You have to have you've got to have a plan ahead. So when I was um, homeschooling a whole group of kids, my first five kids, they had um, handwriting practice that they could do on their own. Right. That's so that a good was on example. the top of their stack. So I would say, you know, go get go your on. handwriting. But before we even started school, they had responsibilities.
0: So did mine. Mm-hmm. Take care of the pets mm-hmm. or water the plants or uh, we did. Going back to what you said earlier, we definitely had a routine where we had breakfast and we did our Bible study at breakfast because they were all there. Right. But backing up, before breakfast, everybody needed to be dressed and they had made their bed or tidied up the room because I knew that if they went back in their room... Oh, you would lose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. It's like a
1: vortex. It just sucks <laughs> them in. And
0: they disappear. Yeah. So they had those morning things, those getting ready for the day kind of
1: things. And can I just say, okay... I I love the people who say, it's okay to homeschool in your pajamas. You can do that. And I think it is okay to homeschool in your pajamas for mom, dad, whoever's teaching, for kids sometimes. But I really look at being a home educator as a job. And I want to bring my best self to that job as often as I can. I feel better. And I feel like I have more invested in my day when I get up and get dressed and fix my hair, maybe put on a little makeup. I'm not saying you have to do that. And if you're ready to roll just out of bed, that's cool. But I just want to encourage you that if you think of this as a job that you want to bring your best self to, you know, do what would give you that professional feeling, so to speak. Uh, And I think it's the same thing for kids. You know, pajamas for kids means relaxing. Um, So when I tell my son, it's time to get dressed, let's get dressed. And boy, all of a sudden, he's really ready to go. But in pajamas, he's pretty relaxed.
0: Right. We, yeah. we found that just as it's something about that mindset and what that implies or what that subconsciously tells right. you you Right. It tells you that, ready. you know,
1: this part of the day is over and here's this part of the day coming up. So I would just like to encourage people to, to try it and see if it gets you a better result. If you, That's good. you know,
0: try it both ways and yeah. see what happens. The yeah. bonus of being dressed and ready for the day is that when unexpected things happen, you are ready to run out the door. That is true.
1: Or if someone
0: shows up unexpectedly. Oh my goodness, that happened to us all (laughs) the time. People were always dropping in, which we loved. Mm -hmm. But um, there was one time, (laughs) like we had a late night, we were getting a slow start. We were all still in our pajamas and hadn't even eaten breakfast yet. We had some drop-in company and that was like, this is why I get up and get ready. Right,
1: (laughs) yeah. It just helps. I think it just helps you to, to get your day going. In a, in a more productive manner. So, right. you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you, you might want to look at the day and see, hmm, where can I make these points that signal we're shifting into a new thing so that we can right. have people ready to learn? And also, schedules are so good for kids. They because do better. They do better. When they know what to expect, they aren't testing you so much to figure out, hmm, is today, is this rule today the same as it was yesterday? Um, because kids will test you and that takes up a lot of time constantly having to go over the same ground again and again it does take time you can get a whole lot more done when everybody's on
0: the same footing and you're ready to Mm -hmm. go you don't have to spend any more time having that same discussion
1: again yes yes we have the 21 rules of this house that i've had on my refrigerator Oh, my goodness. Probably since 1995, when I saw Greg Harris, mm-hmm. who was, whose son was the creator of it, um, he and his family all worked together to create it. But the rules are the same for adults and kids in our household. And so when something happens, we just go and look and then we're like, "Yep, yeah, we broke that rule. But it, it's very helpful because we're all on the same page and it's something that my kids heard over and over again. You know, yeah. if everybody's not having fun, it's not fun. That means you can't tease your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. It, you know, um, if you get something out, put it away. So all I have to do is walk into the living room and say to my little guy, um, did you get such and such out? And he goes, I know. Uh-huh. I have to go put it away. So They're it's just a little, rules for life. They are just rules for life and helping you to consider others. But if you if you don't have any rules and you're constantly to figure out on the fly, how do I address this situation? Coming up with rules... Will help you. And again, I think that's why so many um, new homeschoolers or or even established homeschoolers feel overwhelmed is because they don't have a compass to get them from Mm -hmm. point A to point B. And if you have that plan, then you don't have to keep plowing that road every single day. Right,
0: there's a Charlotte Mason quote about something about habits are like the rails of a train that so that you don't have the wear and tear of decisions mm-hmm. making things happen. I mm-hmm. don't remember what it was, but basically that idea just saves you from mental energy spent exactly. on things that could already be established. And,
1: it, and it's the same thing. So you know, we were talking about homeschooling, have a schedule, and then you still have to eat, right? You still have to yeah. do all these things. So if you have a homemaking schedule. Um, mm-hmm. and you do certain things certain day like i we've talked before about how we water plants on Wednesdays, yes. <laughs> um, but then you don't have to uh use up precious mental energy trying to decide when to do something. Mm-hmm. oh, you know, Monday you do the wash, or Wednesday you water the plants or Friday, you change the air conditioner filters or whatever it is, those kind of things help you yes. so that you don't have to keep trying to think of what to do. You already know what to do. It's it's something that's in your schedule.
0: Right. And if you get up in the morning and you know what's going to happen that day, that does help you jump in and get going and uh, get started. And so that's where our routine was so helpful. Mm-hmm. We got all that household thing, things taken care of and we ate breakfast. And then after breakfast, we do school, which is just the way we did things right. for years and years and years. Yeah. And, years. and then
1: you just... It's a routine. Everybody knows what to
0: do. Mm -hmm. Then there would be a break, you know, time to change the laundry. We'd stop and take care of some things Mm -hmm. and then shift to the next subject. And um, I think in the beginning, years ago, I spent a lot of time trying to figure it out. But what I learned was you just jump in Mm -hmm. and get going. It's getting the things done. And then as time goes by, you realize, oh, I could maybe put these two activities together right, and save some time there, or as you go along, you decide that something in your curriculum is not working for you or not necessary for you, and mm-hmm. you modify it, and
1: right. the longer you do it, the easier it gets. That's true, and then sometimes, you know, no matter how long you've been doing it, you still run into some bumps, but at least you have a schedule that helps you smooth over those bumps. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, let's take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, talk about some more ways to get through your first year or any year
1: of homeschooling. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. Well, you know, we're talking about survival today, and I
0: feel like Transcript Maker serves a real need there because it's really hard when you feel like
1: you have to be responsible for everything, and they take a part of that load off of you. Oh my goodness, yes. It does help not to have to be the administrator creating some Excel spreadsheet, trying to figure out how to do weighting of courses. Transcript Maker does all that for you. Do they have a support, like a customer service, if someone ran into problems? They sure do. Um, You can call them, you can email them, and on their website, they have um, a little thing that says Help Center, and if you click on that, there's tons of articles that have been written to help people as they're creating transcripts. They've thought of everything. Oh, it's so good. That is a really, um, like, everybody should know about that, part of their survival guide. I think so, too. Get your 14-day free trial at www.transcriptmaker.com Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts.
0: Let's get back more into our discussion about surviving and thriving while homeschooling. What kinds
1: of uh, things are you seeing people talk about? Well, you know, um, the topic of the harder subjects is coming up a lot. Like high school subjects or just... Well, just math. Math yeah I've seen a lot of people talking about math on different um sites that I'm part of, even as like for six year old's math I think that for makes help. sense
0: because curriculum has changed or it, the books have changed the way they present those concepts has changed mm-hmm. since parents were in school right, so yeah. it doesn't look like what they're expecting or they're um, working more on thinking
1: mathematically or numerically. Exactly. Yeah. That common core kind of mm-hmm. um, thinking that none of us were taught. And so it may no, be a we, little foreign to us. We
0: learned the, uh, you know, here's the application of how you do it, but not always why it works the that why. way.
1: Exactly. So people are saying, you know, I have a curriculum, but I still need more help. So people, you know, are looking for resources. Of course, we talked in a previous episode about Khan Academy. Right. being a very good resource but some curriculum also have online resources like math C see has some extra practice and i think saxon has think so. practice and there are videos i think even on their websites right you can actually find some
0: things on youtube different teachers teaching different lessons Nicole the math lady, if you're a Saxon person has really good oh, okay. videos that I've found but most curriculum there is some customer service line that you can call and get some help or they That's can direct to you to mm-hmm. some other resources or find someone that you know that loves math. I'm doing a lot of math tutoring right now okay and so do you s- love math? I do love math. Oh, I did not
1: know <laughs> that about you
0: I do math makes sense to me so, so oh, okay. finding but I enjoy finding helping a student figure out, like, where's the gap in their learning? Mm-hmm. And then find the bridge from what they know to what they don't know or how
1: to figure it out or how to understand it. Sure, and people whose kids are homeschooling for the first year coming from public school, um, they might have a gap that the parent wasn't aware of until now when they're starting to work with them. Right. So, yeah, finding those resources. And, of course, because we're in this pandemic um, face-to-face instruction might be hard to find but there is plenty of help online there is and i will say if you are
0: someone who's got a student doing virtual it's really math is tricky to help correct virtually send something back and Mm -hmm. then they send it back to you for Mm -hmm. corrections it's much easier if you're sitting together Mm -hmm. so um i do see a lot of people posting that they're available for tutoring and most of those are math People that are, if you need help with math, you know, let me know and I'll see if I can help you. Um, but I hadn't really thought about it being a consistent. Like, I just hadn't realized that a lot of people were struggling with math. Yeah, I
1: think for a lot of people, math wasn't their strong suit. And they're worried that they're going to mess up their kids um, with their math. Because math is so important. It
0: is so important. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you have younger children, you do start with the basics of how many is, you know, how many are five and right. show me eight things and so you can always fall back to the really basic things while you're figuring out how to, you know, maybe understand the curriculum that mm-hmm. you purchased, reach
1: out to the curriculum provider. You can also look for Facebook groups for your curriculum. Yes, you can. So there are a lot of people like Saxon Math users, they have a a, a group. And in that group you can ask people Oh, you know, how did you teach this concept mm-hmm. or whatever? And people, people are just always so willing to help. So there are plenty of resources. Don't get too worried if you're running into that math, uh, that math wall. Right. Just take a deep breath and and find it. Try different resources till one makes sense to your kid. I remember when I was in high school, um, I was taking algebra one, and the teacher I had, I just really couldn't understand her. And the next year in algebra two, the teacher I had. It was like everything he said made sense. Mm-hmm. He was able to present concepts to me in a way that I could understand. And I know as a home educator, like I would really love to be the person that can unlock all the mysteries for my kid. But I know that I can't. And I had to get myself out of the way and and realize, you know, other people can help my kid. And the the whole point was I wanted my kid to be successful. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able to unlock the mystery of a certain topic, math, English, some sciences, you know, it's okay. You, you can, you're the facilitator. You're the home educator. You're the administrator of your school, but you don't have to teach everything.
0: That's you true. you can find
1: another resource to help you. You can farm that don't out. Don't stress yourself out trying to, to be everything. It, it doesn't really, it's not going to help you survive.
0: No. Yeah. And you don't want your children to associate stress with certain topics. Right. So you got to kind of be aware of that. Yeah, Exactly so okay so there's some resources for math what Mm -hmm. other kind of things are you seeing out there well
1: um so i went through this and you went through this when you have uh, multiple children of different Mm -hmm. ages so i'm seeing people say oh one precious lady three days in i'm ready to give up i don't know how to manage this (laughs) with my first grader and my baby I saw that too. You're like, okay, it's ten o'clock. I'm done. Right,
0: ten o'clock. <laughs> Another cup of coffee. Can't figure this out. But it, and it's partly because people with those younger children are not sure what to do with that little toddler. They need to sit down and do some really heavy duty work with the older one And you can't just let those little people entertain themselves oh, unless no. you want to find a they entertain crazy themselves disaster. by
1: pouring uh, an entire Toy bottle dumping. of shampoo down the oh drain or. Put on your all your makeup on their body or something. Oh, I've seen some thing. really funny pictures. <laughs> I I know I was like oh I'm sorry but I'm laughing right um for us
0: we started with the little ones first we did the young we pretty much went youngest to oldest the mm-hmm. older ones had things that they could do they could do independent independently, things independently and mm-hmm. I was working with the little ones even if it was our school might be puzzles or blocks or right. play or preschool mm-hmm. or something like that and we I got the little ones going and when they were occupied and busy and then also They knew that they were important and they weren't feeling left out or pushed to the side. Right. Uh, Got the little ones going and then checked in with the older ones. And sometimes the oldest one would have, you know, entertain the baby for a half hour while I work with the second grader. Right, that's called child development
1: on your transcript. There you go. Yeah, that's what
0: it's called. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I have seven children, but I think at any one time there were only six actively schooling. Mm -hmm. Either someone was a baby or a toddler or high school later on. Right. So there were, I had to find
1: ways to juggle six people's learning. Right. And that's what we did. Well, Uh, and you can do a lot of things together. So, for example, if you have, say you have a fifth grader and a first grader and a baby. When the fifth grader is doing a science experiment, everybody can go and be everybody watching that science experiment at that time. When the baby goes down for a nap, that's when you might want to do your math or mm-hmm. your or your something that's or phonics, phonics or something, something that requires a lot of concentration. And, you know, when you have a baby... They're not the same every month. So you're just going to have to keep adjusting. That's a good and, point. You know, right? <laughs> they yeah. change all the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. If they have a 10 o'clock nap and that's great. They, they nap from 10 a.m. to noon. Oh, and then the next month, now they don't want to take a morning nap. What do you do? So you just have to be flexible and, and keep adjusting. And maybe, you know, go out in the backyard and let the little toddler play in the sandbox while you read aloud to the older mm-hmm. child. I mean, you're just going to have to put on your thinking cap. And again, I, and I know we say this all the time, but I don't think we can say it enough. Get involved with some local groups, uh, yes. Facebook groups, and ask yes. people, what are you doing? What did you do? And my goodness, people will tell you stuff and you're like, oh, I don't know why I didn't think of that. It makes so much sense. Because. And it, you also can feel more supported. Like I'm not alone in the fact that I'm trying to read a book to my six-year-old, and my toddler's trying to rip, rip the book the out of my hands. Is that right? Right.
0: Yeah. So um, it does help to know you're not
1: the only one struggling. It with really does. Like
0: that. And then some of those things are just a matter of figuring it out
1: as and you do go. It, you can you can do math with your older kid at eight o'clock at night if the baby goes down at seven. Yeah. There's no reason. Why your school has to fit into a traditional school hour schedule. Right. You make it fit your family. Yeah, make it fit your family. We
0: generally like to try to get most of our, the three R's done before lunch. And then we mentioned before about, we did unit studies so Mm -hmm. that we could all study the main science or history together. And we tried to be finished at three. But I have a really good friend whose their school hours, her husband worked, let's see, her husband worked nights. Mm -hmm. And somehow their whole day was adjusted to where they had their family time in the morning. And then when he left for work, that's when they did their school time at night.
1: My husband had Wednesdays off for a while, so we didn't do school on Wednesdays. Right. um, So we could spend time with dad. And that's another point that I'd like to make. So a lot of curriculum is set up for a five-day school week. Most of the time I homeschooled, I did a four-day school week, which meant I did a little more on Monday, a little more Tuesday. Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Thursday. So we could get all the five days done in four. But the reason I did that was that, number one, so Fridays was often a field trip day, or it was a catch up on the housework day, or just a fun day. But it takes a lot of pressure off if you've got a flexible day that you can use for other things. Maybe you take that Friday, and you only make your doctors and dentist appointments on Fridays. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's Again, it's really important to realize that you're in charge of your homeschool and your homeschool schedule, and you do it in a way that makes it fit you. Right. Yeah. And
0: I am seeing a lot of people will say, like, oh, my child is bored with his curriculum. They can do the whole week's worth of lessons in one day. And they just need to be told, sure, go ahead. That's fine, but don't overload your child. Sure. But if the pacing is too slow for your learner... You can pick up the pace. If it's going too fast, you can slow down. Mm -hmm. So we um, did some things like that because on that flex day, I felt more comfortable about using our games that we had, you know, math games and language games instead of our lesson. Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, if it's in the lesson,
1: you kind of feel like you should do it. Right. We talked about that before as well. And you know how people sometimes are too tied up with that schedule. Um, and they well, miss the out on some opportunities.
0: Yeah. you don't want to, you know, want to mess up. So, but but having that extra day it was like, oh, we're going to play this game for our lesson today, and that felt
1: it wasn't scary. It wasn't like right. I was leaving something it out I was going to miss something. Kids something to look forward to. If yes, they you fun. know they might work a little harder knowing that on Friday we have these fun things to look forward mm-hmm. to. Uh, my son right now we, he's got a little schedule, and um, every day at six o'clock he has to go clean up his room. And if he has this room cleaned up by his time of six o'clock, then the next morning when he wakes up, he's allowed to watch TV while I'm still asleep. And oh. if he's in bed on time, and he's in bed on time the whole week, on Friday night we have a movie night. And oh, have fun. you have never seen a child <laughs> rush to get to bed so fast in your life as that little boy since we started this. And
0: we found a good motivator. Yeah,
1: he loves it. Well. Uh, Today's Friday So tonight we're going to watch um, Shrek 3 We'll have some pizza we'll Probably buy a little bit of candy And you know it's just a real fun, fun thing to look forward to Well
0: it's always good to have things like that built in So you have all those pleasant memories We had a Friday yes. movie night in our family
1: mm-hmm.
0: And um, over time It kind of everybody was busy On Friday night we didn't do it anymore But for mm-hmm. a long time everyone looked forward to that
1: yeah Movie night on Friday and Family that, movie night That helps everybody I think you know, parents and kids alike, um, when you have goals, and you're working towards a goal, and you have a reward, then everybody gets to enjoy that. So I think that's really another good point is that when you have a bunch of different ages, or even if you just have one child, your homeschooling, is that have some requirements and rewards, responsibilities mm-hmm. and rewards, because mm-hmm. that's real life, right? When you go it to is. work, you have projects and project deadlines. And then when you meet those projects and project deadlines, like my daughter, who's a bank uh, bank branch manager, she gets a bonus when she meets those, um, those certain points, you know, and she'll call me. Guess who's getting the biggest bonus in my district? I'm like, of course, it's you. Uh, but, you totally know, sorry. it's it's real life. Real life yes. has responsibilities and rewards or penalties. And if so you, get things you can use those things in your homeschool to make your homeschool run more smoothly. You sure can. And, and you mentioned, like, he has that 6 o'clock. We had 5 o'clock pickup mm-hmm. at our house
0: because I wanted to make sure at the end of the day all of the mess that we made all day long was put away before we started, you know, the evening mess. Exactly. But we just had checkpoints throughout the day where right. we would stop and straighten up and get things back to where they mm-hmm be long because otherwise
1: it would just it snowball. chaos. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, like, you can't work productively if, if you have chaos and getting good organizers also, that will help too. When you have a place for all of your homeschool materials, a place for your child's materials, that makes it much easier to get your day going and get your schooling mm-hmm. done. And I know we didn't, we didn't really talk about that, but I was just thinking about it.
0: Well, but it does help you survive. That's one of those survival skills, like knowing where things are, being mm-hmm. able to get them within, you know, without wasting a lot of time right. looking for
1: whatever book yeah. or pencil. organization or, costs a lot costs of a time. a lot of
0: money. And then you'll feel like you're floundering if you can't, you can't move forward if you can't find your materials. Right.
1: And I think also that kids pick up on that and then they don't feel like you know what you're doing. Because you don't. Right? (laughs) Right? And then if they don't feel like you know what you're doing, they're not as willing to cooperate. You know, they're like, I don't think you. They're not following you because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and and it's not like, it'll just be subtle attitudes or Mm -hmm. things like that. So, you know, even if you don't feel super confident, just, you know, project the confidence out so your kids can can come along with you and while you're building your confidence.
0: I think that's why so many people feel compelled to have their desks and their school rooms set up. Because then it does, and the value is having a place Mm -hmm. for those school materials. So we never had uh, desks or a school room, but we definitely had places where the books belonged on these shelves mm-hmm. and these are the containers for the school supplies. And right. then each one of my kids had a big, like a portable office file oh, sure. box and all their school materials were in that box. And then those boxes had a place. And so things went where they belonged. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the ways that I could keep going because we didn't have, to, again, didn't have to waste time figuring out, where things were Right Just pick
1: it up And get back to work Exactly So surviving Is really Mainly a matter Of Having schedules And, and A little organization Right And being and some flexible sort of a plan mm-hmm. A flexible plan Yeah uh, And also
0: tapping Into the community
1: Yeah Definitely. Get, those,
0: get the help out there for the people who've done it before you that are right there in your town and who are in the same stage of homeschooling, like all younger children or all high school age children, people who are
1: in the in the same boat. And even new people I've seen. And it's so I just it warms my heart. So somebody will say, well, I just started too." And that happened to me. And here's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I
0: love that. You know,
1: just sharing your life and what you've done and, and how it's helped you or, or what you've encountered. Those kind of experiences help to build confidence and help to solve problems. Even if you're new, you can help solve somebody else's problem. So I think that's mm-hmm. great too. just really get active on those groups. Okay. At this time in our podcast, we like to answer questions from our listeners. Holly, would you like to introduce a question? Carrie S. has written in asking, is there such a thing as a homeschool counselor? I'm new to homeschooling and I have no clue how to start. Oh, that is a good question. Yeah, we've all been there, right? We decide to homeschool and then we think. Um, where do I go to get some guidance on this issue? Okay, well, um,
0: we've already mentioned finding groups on social media and finding your local local homeschooling groups, but there is an organization that we know about. Our good friend Mary
1: has. you want to tell everyone? Yes, yeah, so um, our friend Mary developed a course and she has it free online. It's called Smoothing the Way, and it helps people through their first year of homeschooling. And it's a really neat uh, curriculum, I guess you could call it, for home educators. And it takes you, every month there's a different topic. And it just takes you through the things that you encounter in your first year of homeschooling. So the URL is smoothingtheway.wixsite.com. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E for Wixsite. And the way this um, curriculum was developed was that Mary was part of um, our group that we had here in Central Texas called CHI Act, And they had monthly in-person meetings where people mm-hmm. would come to ask questions about homeschooling. And she started realizing, you know, there's a need mm-hmm. for people to have some help through their first year. The beauty of her having created this curriculum and having it on a website is that any homeschooler anywhere in the country or around the world, can access this great information. Right, so, at any time. At any time. So you could pick up with the beginning
0: no matter what month it was.
1: Right. So it, it's a really great resource. I, I would call that your homeschool counselor online. And then many other places where you can purchase curriculum, they have advice for getting started. They'll have advice for what courses a ninth grader should take.
0: Mm-hmm. or what
1: courses um, a second grader should take. So there are lots of places to find a homeschool counselor, right. so to speak. Sometimes it's going to be someone in the local
0: group mm-hmm. who has gone who, just a few years down the road ahead of you. Yep, that's and, for um, sure. Or someone, you know, like, we've made all the mistakes, and I can tell you this will not work, and yeah, that's probably a good idea, but maybe don't do this. Right, Exactly. <laughs> Find somebody who'll be honest with you about what's the the best parts and, you know, what do we call it? The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs)
1: The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. Yeah. Those days when you have to take a teacher work day because Mm -hmm. your yard's so overgrown, the HOA is going to give you a fine. Yeah. Or mommy needs a timeout. Right. Mommy needs a timeout. That's for sure. Sometimes that's exactly the case. So, yeah. Again, in-person Meetings might not be really happening this year, so it might be hard to find someone to talk to face-to-face, but there are lots of options for getting the support you need.
0: I have seen a lot of people using the social media groups to mm-hmm. ask questions, and sometimes just some really heartfelt answers. It's been, It's good. People are finding community somehow. Yep, that's for sure. If you have homeschooling questions, please send them to us on Twitter at underscore homeschoolpod.com.
1: Or email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Happy Homeschooler Podcast. We've got a page set up where you can send questions and see when we publish our podcasts and other things. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Happy homeschooling.
0: Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Holly williams Urbach. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find our music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y, Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. You know, I think that's a good, um, transcript maker is a good, (laughs) it is good.